This show is a proud member of the Nerdy Legion Podcast Network. Get more at nerdylegion.com. Enjoy the show. This is my chance to prove myself. So Hero, you hear, I guess you've heard about Heroes. Uh, yeah, I heard. Yeah, it was good. Marvel's never there. It's too small for them, I guess. But yeah, well, it seems like they have a select few that they go to, and that's it. Yeah. Because even, like, way back when I started to go into Wizard World Chicago, DC and Marvel were there. And then, like, two years after me going, they just, like, pulled up stakes and both of them were out. Yeah, I guess, like, uh, Aftershock is in Valiant. They're at, like, everything. But I guess being a small publisher, you're trying hard to advertise, so you want to put your name out there as much as possible, where Marvel and DC don't have to do that. Right. But Charles Soule was there. I didn't get to talk to him, but I did talk with Matthew Rosenberg, who was there. Um, I talked to him a little bit. I gave him a hard time for not having come on to, to interview yet. <laughs> I wanted to get Martin to uh, go by there and do the same same thing, so he could just keep getting hammered. <laughs> but he's uh, he he was cool. He seems like a cool guy, and he said he's he definitely wants to come on. So we should be able to set something up sometime That's soon. That's cool. There you go. But uh, we're also gonna but we're gonna have an interview coming up with Colin Bunn, right? Yeah, is that, is that we're setting we're setting that up too. Yeah, so we'll definitely have some Marvel talk in that. I hope. Yeah. We'll have some Marvel talk and Colin Bunn talk, so some cool stuff coming around the corner. So I wanted to, me and you and Martin talked about this legacy stuff on online. Uh huh. I wanted to get your opinion of it now that we've had some time to sort of, uh, I guess, marinate. Wrap, yeah, wrap our brains <laughs> around it. Because yeah. if people listening don't know, the news came out. We're, they're like slowly leaking these details about Marvel Legacy. They're just giving you a little chunk here, there, and a, but now we're learning that it's going to be, or at least part of it is going to be a one million BC Avenger story. Right. With it's going to be uh, Odin, mm-hmm. Thor's father, um, and well, it's going to be a lot of these characters that have sort of uh, alter egos that sort of. Or I guess uh, spirits or incarnations that go beyond the current alter ego that we're familiar with. So like Iron Fist will be in it as well, but it won't be um, Danny. It won't be Danny. It'll be like right. maybe the first Iron Fist. I don't know. Right. Um, Ghost Rider. Uh huh. Who else? The Phoenix. Phoenix. Yep. Oh, Black Panther. So I think that could be kind of cool. Yeah. Um, but it sounds like it's sort of a an Avengers. I don't know if it's a team or if it's just individual sort of origin stories. I guess we don't know yet, but um, I think this could be kind of cool, personally, if they do it right. Uh, to me, like when I heard, first heard about Legacy, it was like, 
well, this is cool. This will be the rebirth, merging of the new stuff and the old stuff. So I was kind of excited about it. Yeah. To make it a closely tighter-knit universe, I guess. Which, yeah. Which maybe this is, and I'm not seeing it, <laughs> I guess. As to where, like, because we're going to have ramifications from Secret Empire anyways, right? I mean, it's not just going to yeah. blink and everything's fixed. I'm already ready. I'm already past Secret Empire. <laughs> we can talk about that later, I guess. Yeah, we will. Because I know we vary on opinions on that. Yeah, on both of these. But, um, I don't know. It, the latest bits of announcements for Legacy has kind of like cooled my jets on it, really. Yeah. Like, oh, it's just going to be a team out of time where we get hints of origin stories for each character or we get an origin story right. book for each character type thing. So that's just, to me... It's not making it significant to the Marvel Universe. It's just adding another book with these characters that never get used. Yeah. <clears throat> so, Marvel executive uh, Tom Brevert, I don't know if that's how you say his name, but here's what he said, because he addressed that. Um, he said that, the at least the Jason Aaron story, it's not going to be, he says it's it's... It isn't simply a history lesson. It's the starting gun to a bevy of mysteries and secrets and revelations that will reverberate across the Marvel Universe in the weeks and months to come. No character will be untouched by the game-changing events that play out across its pages. Jason Aaron pulled out all the stops to fat-pack this colossal issue with as much intrigue action mystery as possible now they always say this sort of thing though whenever they get into a big i know event, that's what that's what right? i was gonna say is is that like a carbon copy announcement for <laughs> I know. you know fear itself or whatever but yeah I, like i said if they tie it it depends on if they do and i'm not talking like a hundred tie-ins i'm just saying if they tie it in nice and neatly with the ramifications of Secret Empire going forward, or, you know, whatever happens at the end of that. Yeah. And not just throwing it against the wall and hoping it sticks. Yeah. I don't see, at this point, how it possibly connects to Secret Empire at all. They not. They seem like... Well, if total. they're fixing thing, and it's the opening gun, right? Or whatever. I guess. It just seems like Secret okay, Empire is so. digging a hole, though. <coughs> Not well, Secret Empire setting the table, basically, and this would be the dessert, right? I, I don't know, because this sounds like they're trying to... So Legacy, to me, sounds like they're trying to sort of level the playing field. We're going to talk about the old stuff, the new stuff, and we're going to connect all the dots so that we have this sort of consistent timeline going forward. Whereas, But Secret Empire's, like has this whole Hydra thing going on, and you don't know who's good and evil. Like everything's all mixed up in Secret Empire, right. so that feels right. like it's getting farther away from what it seems to me like Legacy. The okay. consistent well, how, see, Legacy how about trying this? to accomplish. You watch Legends of Tomorrow, right? Or you've seen it at least? I'm, I'm ashamed to say so, but yes, I have. <laughs> okay, so if you read this description again, does that not kind of 
sound like what they do on Legends of Tomorrow? No, I don't. I don't, I don't follow. You don't think so? You mean legacy? The legacy description? Yeah, right. No, because I, the, what? I see legacy as being like it's not. We're going back in history. I just see it as we're just telling the history. Well, we're starting at a million BC. Mm-hmm. That's not forward in history. I know. I guess I mean I don't see it as like a time travel story. Well, it's going to have to be right because we can't cover a million years and a million. But what I mean is, it's not. It's not Danny Rand and and and. T'Challa going back in time to thousand BC. No, yeah, this right, is a right. history lesson. Like if you opened up the book and said, "Okay, how, what was the origin of these characters?" Okay, I don't know. No, no. I, see, and that's what I, I was thinking is maybe they are going back to a million BC to where maybe the Hydra infiltration first started, or whatever, oh, yeah. or the seeds of Hydra. Right? Gotcha. And so they're trying to fix fixed points in time huh. that they know about or whatever. Maybe. I hadn't thought about that. But yeah, I guess to I could unravel see that. and get everything back to quote unquote the normal Marvel U. Man, that's some <laughs> that's a pretty deep time point to have to go back to. <laughs> well Yeah. I'm not saying that now, they can't pull it off, I'm just Yeah. That, that that's kind of that's my perception of it, and I right. could be totally wrong, you know. And on past episodes, I've I've speculated about legacy, and then stuff like this comes out, and it's like, okay, I had no idea what I was talking about. So maybe right, we, right. maybe we still have right. no idea. And yeah. Secret Empire actually has a lot of story left, so who knows where it'll even end up? Um, may, maybe we'll be talking about this in a completely different way in a couple months. But I, it's funny because I'm like the opposite of you right now. Like I'm just kind of dragging with Secret Empire. I'm like, man, I'm kind of just ready to get to the end of it. And I'm excited about Legacy, whereas you're sort of the opposite. You're yeah. getting dragging I'm, with Legacy and you're all into Secret Empire. Yeah. I'm. Uh, let me tell you, this is a first that I've been all into a Marvel event where I'm even gobbling up the tie-ins for it. Yeah? Oh, really? Yeah. Like before, I haven't done that since Secret Invasion hmm. in the early 2000s. Right. And it's just, not every issue for me has to be that action-packed issue. And like you said, like, what, two and three for you kind of just drug along, right? Yeah. The last one was better. I enjoyed it more. What was the difference between... Three and four, say for you. Well, what makes four better than the than the last two? I guess I think four and zero just had more action in it, maybe because the the books are lo- the stories are long, and if there's a right. lot if there's a lot of di- a dialogue and stuff that may I mean if it's not if it doesn't feel like the story's moving then it, it I get I just get kind of bored and my mind wanders, which is what I sort of felt like with uh, two and three. Okay. So I'm digging the whole backstory of stuff yeah. as to where you're not. You don't want, well, I shouldn't say you don't want things explained or dug into the backdrop type stuff. You'd rather 
explain it and get to the point, right? Yeah, and that's also my that's also like the mindset going into it, right? I'm not that into it to begin with, so I'm not as inclined to you know, marinate on the those details as much as probably you are. Okay. Uh, uh, that's my guess at least. But yeah. So maybe I, I just, just need to slow down and pay more attention. Well, it's just the whole concept to me is fascinating. You know, this is like I think like Martin and you talked about like this is like an alternative story part, right? How we're going to come out of it, that's what has me worried the most, right? Because each issue has been either great or awesome for me. Even like the little small tie-ins that I didn't think I'd really care about has been great. Each thing I want to, like you'd mentioned something in the main story and I was like, oh, well, I wonder how this works, you know? And then we get to see like Neymar and the Atlanteans. Yeah. Which which tie-ins are you digging the most right now? Uh, Well, I've been getting the same ones like, or like uh, Uprising was one. And I can't remember the one that came out last week. Now, United. Maybe? United, yeah, it was last week. <laughs> I didn't read that. Was it? Did you like it? Yeah, I, and like I said, it's just more of a background of things that aren't in the key point of view of the main title. Right. So, I mean, I can see me enjoying the tie-ins, or even wanting to gobble up the tie-ins. Because I'm enjoying the whole overall story. Yeah. As to where you are not really digging it, so it's like uh, I don't want to read any more of this junk, you know. <laughs> <clears throat> yeah, I was like that with uh, Secret Wars, though. I was so into the main title that all <laughs> the tie-ins sounded interesting. Right. Which ta- I was talking to Nick, and, and like he loved all the tie-ins, and but I, that's what like I didn't like about Secret Wars. That the more tie-ins I read, the more I lost interest. But I love the main story all the way through. Did you get a chance to read Venom? I did. You did? Yes. Um, I read 150 and 151, actually. Yeah. 151 <laughs> came out yesterday, right? Yeah. And we might have mixed reviews on this. <laughs> you think so? Mm-hmm. Well, this is like... This is so Legacy. The other part of Legacy is the renumbering stuff, which I'm still not don't know what to make of but i guess this is the even though it's not legacy yet this is their first renumbering right so this is right. 150 which by the way i'll just mention that real quick because um, they announced 11 books that are going to be renumbering um there's going to be a guardians of the galaxy starting at 146 and i guess this makes sense now i didn't i didn't think this way at first but i thought the numbering would be would be picking up where like like a legacy, like volume one left off or something. I thought that's what they were going to do, but that's not what's going on. Galaxy 146 is like the culmination of all volumes of Guardians of the Galaxy. Like there's been 145 issues across all volumes so far, including like the 10 issues that there, that is planned for the current all new Guardians of the Galaxy that that's happening right now, which is like issue four, I think. But anyways, when it ends, it's going to end at 10, and there will have been 145 issues total. And that's so that's like cheating, kind of? I don't know, is it? What I is mean, it? if you think about it, say Amazing Spider-Man, right? If it gets renumbered, which is not. Yeah, it is. Right? 
Is it? Yes, uh, that's one of them, 788. And I think it's the same way. Yeah, but, that, I mean, that's that's crazy, because now, I mean, does Superior Spider-Man fit in there? I think it's just the Amazing Spider-Man title. Like, the volume went up, I don't have it in front of me, but it was like 600 or 700. And right. then, outside of that, there's been about 80 issues. It's kind of like the opposite effect of all number ones, right? Right. <laughs> so let's make everything all number ones. And then they saw like the outcry for that, right? But nobody really liked it unless it was a legit number one. Yeah. But then, so, oh, well, nobody likes number one, so let's go back to renumbering. But, like with the spinning one, coming back full circle, we can start with 150, because there's been so many offshoots of Venom, we can just pile them on, and this first issue that we're going to pump out will be a yeah. 150. It'll be a milestone issue. Right. You see what I'm saying? Well, yeah, that's what they're trying to do, because, like, so, Spider-Man is at 788. I mean, they're only 12 issues away from 800. Which right. they can make a big deal about. Right. Some of them aren't doing that, though. Like, Hulk is 708, so it's like, man, they just missed the big number. Um, right. But I don't know. I mean, I guess the, when I thought about it, though, it was like if they, if they went back to the original volume and continued those numbers, then it's kind of mm-hmm. weird to do that without it being the same. Like, it might be a, it might be a different character at this point or a completely right. different story. So I guess right. doing it this way sort of ties in. And the then, whole progression up to where it is And now. if you collect, collected all those floppies, where <laughs> the all, hell is that going to fit in? They're all number drawn. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, I don't know. I don't... I mean, at the end of the day, like, I think that this is cool because it can be kind of... It's kind of convenient. If they, if they continue to do this long term, then it's mm-hmm. kind of... I think it's convenient just to not have to have so many different volumes and know what comes before what. But... At the end of the day, if the if the stories aren't yeah. good, then it's just right. like a gimmick, right? Right, right. So, because that's why I was surprised that Venom One Fifty didn't have a hologram cover, like in the old days, you know, or oh, yeah, or a red or black or purple foil cover, right? Yeah. But like I said, it's here or there. You know, next year it probably won't even be a thing, and we'll just be keep talking about. Well, I hope next year eight eleven or whatever. I hope next year they're not like putting out Captain America number one or something because I mean, if, if, I think if you do this, they need to stick with it. They need right. to be committed yeah. to it. Right, exactly. Um, but the other ones are Captain America, which is six ninety four, Hulk seven oh eight, Iron Man five ninety three, Black Panther one sixty five. Daredevil, issue 594, Iron Fist, 72, and then, not to be outdone by all these, like, impressive long-running titles, Gwenpool, starting at a whopping 21. (laughs) Oh, yeah. So, before you mentioned Gwenpool there, I was going to say, oh, so basically all the heavy hitters are getting the renumbered treatment. Yeah. Oh, you know what? Spider-Gwen also. I don't think I said that. And it's only at 28. It's kind of cool. I mean, it's kind of cool that you can see... It, I mean, it makes it obvious which characters are sort of the more legacy, longer-running characters. I mean, yep. if you didn't know already. Agreed. Um, 
So we'll see. But uh, Venom is the first yes. one, and it's at 150. So this yes. is the first of the new renumbering. And this is written by Mike Costa, and the art is Gerardo Sandova, who I'm not familiar with. Um, so what did you think? <sighs> okay. You want me to be honest and blunt about it, so here goes. <laughs> I love, even though I just bragged on it, I love this renumbering thing, or going back to the old numbers, whatever, okay? I loved that Venom went back to Eddie, so it's starting to feel like Venom again. Okay. But Yeah, because this is in your wheelhouse, right? Is yes. Venom it? Okay. Yeah, so... With that being said, this book read like a 90s book. It didn't have any of the good modern things in it. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like the dialogue was... <sighs> Hearing the Venom, the symbiote, talk like that, just like... Was like fingernails on a chalkboard. You know? <laughs> really? Yeah. Um, I like it. But there's just certain things that I can't get past, or you know what I'm saying? It's yeah. like some of the art is okay, but it's like throwback '90s style, and then the dialogue in some spots were just like horrendous. Part of it, yeah, yeah. I, the art, I mean, so you know so at, like out of five, I would say that this is probably a three for okay. me. I would say. That's right. I mean, I put 2.75. Okay. And I was thinking 3, but I didn't want to go 3 because I don't think this is something that I I want to keep reading. And 3 is... I don't know. I, I would probably keep reading a 3. Um, I don't know. I, I, didn't, I, didn't, I kind of felt like you, man. I just... I didn't think it was bad, and it's kind of fun. I mean, it's kind of fun to read, but it's nothing special. It felt like right. a just a classic, a very typical like anti-hero story, right? Um, right, right. Because Venom, he's not a he's not a villain, although he started as a villain, right? Yeah, um, yeah, he started as a villain. But it's just that typical sort of his alter ego. Uh, Eddie Brock wants to do good, but Venom, the alien part, is, like, mischievous and doing stuff that it shouldn't be doing. And they have this, like, internal war going. going. Mm-hmm. And so, I don't know. That just, that, it, it felt like I've seen this, read this before, like, a million times. Mm-hmm. You know? Um, and, like, okay, spoiler alert. Skip ahead if you haven't read this and you don't want to be spoiled. But he kills the priest... At the end, right? The priest gets murdered. No, he do- he doesn't kill him. At the so in the last pant page, it seems of, of one fifty, it seems like he did, but then in one fifty one, he's not dead. He's oh, just injured. Oh, right, 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 right. My bad. Um, I couldn't. I, I didn't remember where one fifty and one fifty one started. Without, sorry. Yeah, no problem. Um, I thought he was because I I just remember that because I thought oh well he killed him. Um, but it wasn't the case. Anyways, so to make a long story short, like there's a, in an, an other typical fashion, Alchemax is, is finding ways to make military weapons and they're turning P 
people into weapons, in this case, dinosaurs, and uh, some of them are going rogue and <laughs> being unleashed and you know, to the world where they shouldn't be, and he has to go get them. Um, nothing about that sounded unique to me in any way. It's like, man, this is... I've seen this on TV shows. I've seen this in comics. Um, yeah. So it seems out of character. Does it for for Eddie Brock and Venom too? Really? I mean, maybe not. But well, explain it, that because that might make it more interesting to me. Well, this just seems like a silly caper that that they go on. You know what I mean? What, I understand. I understand, asshole? like him going to them and wanting help or whatever, and then they're exploiting him. Yeah, and wants him to go clean up their mistake. But it could have been anything else. But oh, we have all these dinosaurs in this <laughs> hole. You know what I mean? Yeah, that just seems kind of. It's, silly caver kiddyish it's to Ven- me then it's venom dinosaur hunter yeah exactly i don't know and at the end of of, of 151 they're all kind of standing up underground all the dinosaurs because they're like half human <laughs> yeah well there is a human one i assume they all are well there is a dinosaur hybrid one yeah or human-dinosaur hybrid one. Well, um, I wonder how much of the movie... I'm trying to imagine what the movie will be like. Hopefully none of it. (laughs) Hopefully none of this. Well, you know, the... I know you said you didn't... I kind of like the art, at least of the actual character, Venom. Um, yeah, well, it, it 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 just seemed like '90s style. Yeah, and maybe that's the style they were going for, since you know they're throwing it back to 150 and getting but, back to the roots of the character. Now, I, but I was trying to, as I read this, I was thinking, okay, what's the CGI going to look like if they're trying to do something exactly like this? Because um, I think they have to, right? I mean, it's alien. Well, yeah, they'll do something like this, yeah, which, I don't know, I guess I can see more like T2-esque type CGI, only better. Yeah. But, um, that's going to be a horror movie, though. Oh, that's right. Which is what he should be, really. So, like, I think it, (laughs) you know... Yeah, this is a little too silly. This comic yeah, reads, right. yeah, yeah, to be that sort of genre. And speaking of that, they announced solo movies for Craven and Mysterio too. Oh, really? I, yeah, I missed that one. They did do that. Well, they so the news also broke that. So this was kind of dumb. It, it, there was news breaking that. Venom was not going to have anything to do with the MCU. It was going to be a total solo movie in its own right. thing, right? right? And literally, like, four days later, there was an interview with Amy Pascal, the Sony exec, and, uh-huh. and uh, oh, the dude from Marvel, forgetting his name. 
Figgy? Yeah, Kevin. Um, that said it would be part of MCU. And yeah. they even hinted that Tom Holland, who plays Peter Parker right now in, in the upcoming Homecoming movie, would likely have an appearance in it. And if this is, has like an origin story at all, then it seems like it, he definitely needs to be in it, right? Because his first host was Peter Parker. Yeah, but they are going to have to change it. They're going to have to change the origin somehow because we're just getting bumbling Peter Parker to make him go through the black suit change too soon. You know what I mean? Right. So maybe the symbiote hops on Peter Parker, but not overtaking him, you know, just like hitches a ride. Right. And then when he swings by, it drops down on Eddie Brock, you know, or whatever. But that's what I was thinking because like, that's how the alien got its spider like abilities from bonding with Spider-Man. Right. So. Right. Even if they don't play the full thing out, it it, it seems like he has to at least have contact with Spider-Man first. Yeah. And then and like, if it wasn't like the MCU Peter Parker and just some other mm-hmm. random Peter Parker they put in there simultaneously, uh-huh. that would be kind of lame. Yeah. <laughs> I don't think that would. And so we might not well. even see Tom Holland make an appearance at all, but yet a CGI Spider-Man swinging by. Huh. You know? Yeah, I think they will because they, sort of, they sort of leaked it a little bit. You what, can, as the, soon as they – in that interview – as soon as they said he could possibly be in it, I think it would be. Uh-huh. I, th- I don't think you can leak that and then uh, not put him in there. People are going to be expecting it, even well, if yeah, even if it's minimal. The much cooler thing that I'm excited about in this movie is that Carnage is supposed to make an appearance too. So that means that Cassidus will make an appearance, right? Yeah, I saw that. Which he's a serial killer that gets part of the symbiote suit, so. Yeah, and those two can can uh, go head to head, I guess. Yeah. Yeah, that'll be cool. I think I hope it's I hope it's good. I guess it'll get an R rating. I assume that's yeah, what they're going for. Yeah. Um. So what I don't think is going to happen though is I mm-hmm. don't expect Venom to be interacting with like the Avengers. I think at right, most it's yeah. it, it's it's Tom Holland and probably that's it. Right. And and to be honest, like at this point. With so so many characters, I think it's in their best interest to start creating these pockets, and not yeah. think that like everything has to cross over. Like like get Infinity War out of the way, but with its like sixty character cast, and then just like right. be done with that. Like I think it's going to be really cool to see all those characters together, and I think it's going to be awesome. But like just for that movie, I hope yeah, they don't try to sustain that going forward. Right. Not everything say, has to be connected, like like connected, connected. Yeah. I mean, we can get Easter eggs and hints and be like, "Oh, yeah. they're still in the same universe." Right? Yeah, I think at this point they should do. They definitely should do that because it's getting too big. There's too many characters. You can't cross over everything. So, and and actually, it's in the the way it's getting. It's making me less care less that the like the defenders aren't. In the movies, I'm kind of happy the way it is right now. Just let them be in their own separate pocket and do their own thing. Yeah. Right. Now, see, like, like with that, like, if we see the Iron Man suit fly over, or 
a shot of Avengers Tower or something, yeah. you know, then that's cool enough that's for cool. me. But, I mean, people were making a big deal that they need to show up in Infinity War. Right. And I'm like, oh, that's... I mean, there's going to be, like, over 60 superheroes in this thing already. Like, if yeah. they, even if they showed up, is it really going to be that meaningful? The, like, half second that you see Daredevil or Luke Cage uh -huh. or whatever? I mean, that's going to be happening, like, every couple minutes with all these characters already. Have you, uh... So, me and Martin talked about all the comics... Last last time, right? Was there anything? Did you get a chance to listen? Yeah, I listened. Was there anything we didn't hit on that you was like, man, I I really dig this title? Um, no, we not covered, really. We covered like, a lot. Yeah, you guys covered a lot, but I would say that Hulk is probably the best, one of the best Marvel books that are it's coming out right now. Yeah, it's good. And it's doing something that Green Lanterns from DC can't do. And that's bring, showing her anxiety and her powers and how it affects her emotionally in everyday life and not just being a superhero. Right. Because <clears throat> Green Lanterns for DC, I know you're not reading it, and good job, because you shouldn't. <laughs> I think I, no, I, I think I read the first Rebirth one shot of it, and that was it. But that one's like a train wreck, and Is it? you don't get that emotion that you're supposed to get. Like when you, for me anyway, like when I read Hulk, and because I never really cared about Jennifer Walters, you know, mm -hmm. or She-Hulk for that matter. But like when I read that one, it's like I feel her emotion or her anxiety of not wanting to go outside or not wanting to go to work because this might happen or whatever. Because of past events, so. So, do you is your take on her not being able to control her Hulk based on her just being her emotionally unstable? Yeah. yeah, yeah. And that's the fallout. That's my of take Civil on it. War. I don't know if I'm right or wrong, but I think that's been the consensus from every a couple of us have talked about it, and people seem to yeah. lean that way. Yeah. Because they don't explain it for any other reason, so that makes sense. makes the most sense. Right. And it's cool that that's they've let that linger from Civil War in a meaningful way, because that's what right. started yeah. down that path. Right. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah, that's a good book. Ha have you read uh, All New Guardians of the Galaxy? I have. What do you think? Um, it's okay. I'm really enjoying it. Are you? I am, and I didn't it's expect to. The only reason I read it was because it was getting... It's not a book I would normally read, but it was getting uh, uh, high ratings. So I felt like I owed it to myself to read it, and I'm, I'm enjoying it. I put it on my pull list. Yeah, I mean... I, I don't know. I, I know... I've tried to stand back and not be as critical of things anymore. You know what I mean? Yeah, but for like Gar for the Guardians, this they still seem more movie personality esque. This feels like the movie for sure. Yeah, yeah. Oh yeah, and I mean we've talked about it like hundreds of times. Like the serious badass annihilation. Yeah, Guardians is what you know I love. So, so I feel like this storyline has it has a little bit of that. 
it has a little bit of that seriousness behind it, but the characters have a little bit of the comedy from the movie. I, I felt like he's doing a good job of balance. I don't like it as well as Abnett Landings. Like, that's the, that's the top. But, yeah, that's the cream of the crop, right? But I, I, I'm, I'm enjoying this, the way he's writing this, where you got the underlining story with Groot Species, which is a big deal. And you got these other stories going on, which are, are, are sort of serious in nature, but there's moments when the characters are doing their like funny things on the side. Which to me reads well. It's like I, I read it. It's it's interesting, um, right? Yeah, and uh, like you said, it's enjoyable. Which is the whole reason why we read comics. I'm, trying to, I'm trying to sell you on it. <laughs> no, I, I I agree with you that it's enjoyable, but it's yeah. not one of my favorite ones that I have to pick up and read right yeah. away. And I and I'm a little biased, if you remember, in issue three. Yeah. Because she's looking for the in issue three, she's looking for the uh, uh, soul gem, uh-huh. right? And yeah. in doing so, she encounters the battle with Warlock and Magus, right? Which I was I thought was really cool, and I don't know if that's going to go anywhere. But if she finds the soul stone, and maybe there's some, I'm, I'm got my fingers crossed that there's some link to to Warlock somehow. Because if they can pull him back into the fold, that would be awesome. You will be all over it, sir. But he's dead, supposedly, so. Well, I mean, it is comic books, after all. (laughs) And it is the soul gem, so. Yeah. Yeah. Or soul stone, whatever. Anything else, buddy? We can't talk about um, Black Panther trailer. Because everybody will be up in arms about that, right? Like they were with Wonder Woman. But, I mean, isn't it sad that this is the world we're living in now? <laughs> yeah. Not not, not saying, I mean, not to get on, like, a soapbox or anything, but, like, can't it just be a movie? Yeah. Well, it's weird because it's, like, social media has given everybody a voice. Yeah, and it seems right. like maybe because of recent political events that everybody feels comfortable like expressing their voice, no matter how racist or how offensive it is. Nobody right. cares anymore. So it's just like this perfect storm for ridiculous yeah. comments to be constantly well, made. Okay, think about this. Passion of the Christ, right? Yeah. Now, just think if social media would have been as big as it is now when that came out and you had like churches showing passion of the Christ, like the outrage that would have brought of some of the religious people, right. (laughs) Or anti-religious people, I guess, rather. Yeah. Well, but I, even I think back then though, people, some people weren't as comfortable saying things that people seem to be comfortable saying now. Well, yeah. Like even if you thought something, there's things you wouldn't say that people say it now. And I'm like, that's, yeah, we had filters back then. Now there's right. no filters. Right. You know? Right. Yeah, everybody can say what they want. They know there's, uh, I don't know, I guess they feel like yeah. they have a big enough support group who thinks the same way that there's no repercussions, which maybe there's not. Right. Like if you're tweeting about a certain thing with a certain writer and then somebody else tweets about, you know, a football trade. <laughs> <laughs> I don't even know how that happened. 
<laughs> I don't know how you saw that because I, I go now and it's not even there anymore. Well, it's not there now, no. I don't know. Maybe when you tweeted it, they gave me a notification, I guess. I don't know. I'm trying to give one of the Panthers players a hard time because he sounds like he's going to hold out hold out of a training camp for, because of his contract, which Uh-oh. just so he can make like $3 million more million on top of his $40 million contract or whatever it is. I know. Yeah, it's ludicrous. So I'm like, Speaking man, you're of, set for life. Don't let me go money. back to my not $40 million job. <laughs> yeah, man. So we're going to take a little break after this episode, and then the next episode I believe will be our Spider-Man Homecoming review, which I am super excited about. Um, the initial reactions on Twitter from people seeing advanced screenings have been awesome. And a lot of people even saying the best Spider-Man movie ever. So look, uh, look for that. I guess probably the week of July 10th we'll have that out. Um, and as always, you can reach me on Twitter at Jack Sutherland. Ronnie is at Ronbar316. And the podcast is at Ultimate Marvel Pod. Yep. I'll follow you later, buddy. Alright, see ya. Bye.